typical thing. Like everybody's got their opinion. I think it stems from a self-esteem problem well, on, on a lot of on a lot of fronts. Hundred um, percent. But we have to. I think we're gonna have to change the way we think about self-esteem to do that because yeah. you know we 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 make assertions about things or we understand things by comparing them. Mm-hmm. You know, so if we're if there's always a comparative element, by definition, we either have to be improving really well, you know, and be doing really well, and we a lot of times we don't believe we can do that, or we have to negate or or smack down the thing that we're being compared to, or the other person hey, we're being compared to. What are we being so compared like, to? It is time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land, the of promised speaking land, the truth, land. and finding. Our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Conscience. Because conscience. that is how it works. This is the beginning. It is not the finale. And that's why we're here. And that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority. Creative minority. Creative minority. A way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Franklin, I know we've got to do something. Hey, can I buy you another beer? He's like, man, let me buy you a beer. I'm like, all right, fuck, whatever, dude. I don't give a shit. You know, I'll buy the next time. He goes, do you know who I am? I go, fuck, yes, I do. Go Seahawks. He goes, God damn it. We start talking, start talking a little bit more, and then all of a sudden I go, hey. Let me ask you a question. He goes, like, ah, fuck, here it comes, because he thought I was going to talk football with him. Like, so, how was Jessica Simpson's titties? Would it be? Mm. He goes, <laughs> he goes, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> that was my interaction <laughs> with Tony Rowe, dude. He was fucking cool, though, man. Not, Hell not, yeah. he, real smart analyst, real smart fucking dude, you know, whatever, dude. I'm, yeah, just like, shoot the shit, the guy. He changed analytics with the way he can call the plays based on the defense. You know what I like, mean? Like he's a he's a he's a shit quarterback, but he he actually is great when it comes to being an analyst. Yeah, he's he can predict smart. what the play is going to be, and it's so awesome to be like, here's what's going to happen. There's the guy that's going to screw up. There's the penalty. I already called it before the play. And I think that's awesome. You know, why watch the oh, game? It's, it's, Ask Tony what the end result's going to be. You know? Yeah, yeah, he's a shit quarterback, but great analyst. And then you see Troy Aikman all butthurt, like. I'm not as good as him. No, you're not. You never were. And that's Tony Romo, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Glass shoulder Romo, dude. Hell yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It does. All right. We need to pick on Corbin here. Yeah, let's pick on Corbin. Go for it. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I I love being your target. (laughs) (laughs) So it is truly a joy and an honor. (laughs) I I don't don't know what I could pick on Corbin about, man. Honestly, I mean, the dude is smooth. Uh, You don't you don't know enough. You don't know enough about me yet. You know, you don't have all the dirt and that sort of thing. Well, we're our our private eyes are still looking into that. I got a guy from Afghanistan giving me information, and I'm not quite sure why. Yeah. Yeah. She's giving me the same information, and I'm like, "Wait, what? Is this Corbin? Corbin? Because Corbin? Corbin, like, like Corbin? 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 Yes. Cor- yeah, yeah. Corbin? 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 Oh, it is Corbin! Oh, Corbin! That dude. Hey. <laughs> That's the guy. I kind of expected him to have an English accent when he logged on for our like pre-interview. I was like, "Wait, he's got really? Southern accent, Corbin? I always relate to like English. English. Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh." And I always tell people Corbin Corbin Blue from High School Musical. That's that's that was always the way I rolled. I'm mm. too old to know what that is. Yeah, I mean yeah, that, that's, I, that's very accurate. I don't have any cream for that. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I love, that. love this inter- you smell the like... intergenerational action. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, what? 
Get the wrench <laughs> somewhere for that because I'm confused. <laughs> Welcome to you public. You smell like ointment, ointment and pee. Oh, yep. oh yeah, he does. The wrench. <laughs> Where's my wheelchair? Come on, someone give me my wheelchair. Shit. Get Adam. Get Adam his walker. He needs to go to the bathroom. I <laughs> oh, fucking already went. I got a bag. Don't worry about it. You got your donut pillow? That's what I got. That's how I knew Adam I was went from old. Adam has a beard to Adam is diaper daddy. <laughs> a strong rebrand. Oh, that's a, that's strong. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Debbie just retched. <laughs> it's better than uh, last week. Wait, last we week we talked to, we... we talked about military suppositories, so this is a better line of conversation, I think. Wait, military I... suppositories. How the fuck did we get on bagging on Adam when we're trying to bag on Corbin here? What the fuck? That's I'm a magician, that's how. that's how. <laughs> I see how it is, Uh-oh. Corbin. All right. Hey. That's, I'm an absolute magician. Oh, hey, what's up? Let's go, damn. Uh, frozen, frozen picture. Oh. I love that though. I'm gonna have that picture forever. Hell yeah! In public access, <laughs> gonna... America picture right there. Hell yeah! All right, well, I Jeffrey, love those two. Jeffrey and right. Debbie are on break right now, but they wanted to let us know they're happy. <laughs> they want us to know about military <laughs> suppositories. Military, yeah, they're stuck like that. It's yeah, not. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not the suppository. It's the delivery system. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> damn, Corbin, let's talk about your podcast, brother. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you, you have a you have a new season coming up, right? Yeah. Whatever. Let's do it. <laughs> season you, four. Uh, Season four, right? Yes, season four. Dang, right on it, dude. Right on. Yeah, it's coming out coming out January fourth. Uh, oh no. Oh, that's okay. January fourth. No, um, yeah. Anyway, January fourth. Yeah, it's coming out January fourth. And a lot of the people in my audience, this it's more about like work, like quality of work. So it's like taking people that dread Monday and would like literally kill for Friday afternoon, yeah. and uh, sort of reversing like reverse engineering that process to where they can actually do something they don't hate for you know most of their waking hours um, <laughs> so, so so that's what this season's about um it's pretty neat actually though I'm, I'm pulling out some cool stuff in the rough for this um it wasn't intended to be an interview season but I'm, I'm interviewing the guy that was the president of my college and he's very uh big into the whole like you know helping people you know find their way that sort of thing so so that's really like the that's the oedipus of this upcoming season but yeah i'm super stoked man i'm bringing in the the visual effects uh all different stuff so we're going on youtube and then doing the whole thing this time so like um, yeah i'm super freaking psyched man i like I'm that man. Super that concept because like you know mondays for me i love mondays i love my job honestly uh-huh and then, so then Thursdays, you know, I mean, like, oh, man, it's Thursday already? What the fuck? Okay, well, I guess we can, the weekend's here, yay. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So completely opposite. I love to be at work. You know what I mean? And, and it sucks because this is a huge problem. Like, I literally know, I know, well, you now, but, like, I'm, I would be the only one in that category that I know that would actually, like, I like, I like doing what I do for work or whatever, um, as much as I like doing literally anything else, so, yeah. uh, and that's like, and and that's a really cool spot to be in, especially considering that, I mean, if you just look at the proportion of time people spend doing work or yeah. being at work, mm-hmm. um, like that, that's like one of the biggest wins you can get. So, so I mean, with like my that. job, there's so much opportunity for overtime, and you know, it's like we'll get a call, hey, Monday, Monday around three o'clock, hey man, there's a opportunity to go out of town because of emergency response a slide happened we need a volunteers to guaranteed you know it's going to be 
you know, you three hours drive there, then you work 12 hours or 14 hours or however long they need you. And then you go home and like the end of the week, maybe, or you stay there all, all week. You know what I mean? How many times did I, I was supposed to get on right. a podcast with Jason? And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I can't, man. I'm at work. I can't. I'm, I'm at work. But at the same time, I was like, man, I hear I am. I'm saving, making it, trying to make a difference. You know what I mean? And trying to do something positive, you know, with. So I, I think people just need to reevaluate. If you ain't doing what you love, you're, you're doing something wrong. You know what I mean, right, 100%. There they are. Yeah, they are. Debbie's face is just so powerful that it couldn't, my, my computer yeah. couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, 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 we took a break when you froze out the whole system. Mm-hmm. We just, we just all had some little private fun with that frozen picture of the both. We people. did. Oh, and now God. we're back. They, uh, yeah. They're doing, they were doing naughty things with the picture of the two of us. Hot. Hot. Yeah. Hot. I mean, Adam, Sometimes. Adam joined on and all you could hear was just him like, you know, rubbing it out rubbing real hard. Uh-huh. That's true. It was, it was called the pre-show pre-rub. Pre-show the pre-show pre-rub. <laughs> right. Kind of bled into the show, uh, though. Your sexual kind of. Yeah, Remember? right. Mental health, sexual health, you know, babe. Health. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's a, he's a grown a shower. You can swing it. We right, can all right. we can all increase our prostate health and beat it together. <laughs> we can. Let's do that. Beat this thing. <laughs> all the mice and all the mice in my house are happy. I mean, should I am? Corbin's like, how did I get involved in a virtual circle jerk? All right, hey, I'm into it. I'm like, this is it. very interesting. What what an exclusive club. You like your work right <laughs> now? <laughs> Dude, like, <laughs> like my work. Yeah. I always yeah. saw work as a chance. It it was more of like uh I don't want to say a club. It was a place I could go where the people were, some of them I liked, some of them I didn't, but they were consistent people in my yeah. life. And you could tease them. I, 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 one day I wrapped a guy's forklift in, in the shrink wrap and then filled it with those packing peanuts. And I got written up for that, but it was fun as fuck. <laughs> and that's what work is for for me. You know oh, what I mean? God. That's incredible. So <laughs> that's I, awesome. I, liked, I liked work for those reasons. I was like, I maybe I was too much of a jokester, but you know, work gets serious, and yeah, yeah, you got to make it about more than just your what your you the task you're trying to complete. It has to be more about the people around you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent, man. You got to laugh, man. I mean, you go to work. You, this is where you spend most of your time throughout the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ten, eleven hours at work, and then you're like the rest of the you're like four hours total at home when if anybody's awake. Mm. You know what I mean? So I mean, these other people are your family, like. For us, we have everybody watches each other's backs. I mean, it's important for us, you know, like to watch each other, to, to grow with each other. So, like when I tell everybody when we first started with the season and everybody's like, you know, getting to know everybody, I'm like, all right, see all this social awkwardness? Cancel that shit right now. This is what's gonna happen. We're all a fucking family. We're all gonna watch each other's backs. We're gonna eat together. We're going to yeah, hang out together. We're not gonna sleep together, but we're all gonna be together. You know what I mean? We're all gonna be riding. Yet, what kind of later? What blood brothers? Exactly, because I mean, what we do on that freeway, man, it's like it's super dangerous. Like you know, I mean, shit, it's all my what my podcast started off as. You know, it's like how do I recover from being hit by drunk drivers? You know what I mean? And so now here I am, like, how do I prevent that, or how can I help my my new team getting them all bonded together? You know, very quickly, uh, very. uh, across the board the same treat them all the same and then you know if you treat them like family right off the bat people like get a sense of pride they get a sense of you know oh shit well i gotta do this this way because then i can protect you know 
my brother who's going to be watch protecting my back is going to be protecting my other brother's back. So, I mean, if we all have a good time, we all laugh, we all have good, we good food. We, you know, we just take care of each other, man. It makes work so much easier. dude. You know? And you talk about mental health, like the, the outputs of being a part of a group like that. Like that's, that's some, that's some high level benefit there. hundred percent, hundred percent, man. And nobody knows that more than I do, especially with the shit that I do. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's high energy, high intense. I mean, you're surrounded by 70 mile an hour plus traffic on a regular basis. You know what I mean? So for you to be that high alert all the time, that stressed out, you know, that aware hundred percent of the time, and then to have these, people that you have to protect or take care of and then lead these same people. They ain't going to follow you if you're not going to do the same job that they are. You know what I'm saying? So high output, you're right, man. High output, uh, being together, man. That's the biggest fucking thing I could explain to these people. It's like, man, we're going to be brothers, whether you like it or not. So if you have a problem with anybody in this group, let's figure it out. One time we did have a problem. Two guys were at odds and I'm like, oh, hell no. You, you. Get your fucking asses over here. Let's talk about this shit. And they're like, well, uh, this guy said this. Well, this guy said that. He said this. And I'm like, okay, well, get it out. Let's hear what the fuck you said. And then they said, bup, bup, bup. And then, bup, bup, bup. And I'm like, now, do you guys feel better? Well, now that I know he came right from his mouth, I'm like, now fucking hug it out and squash the shit because we have to go on that fucking road right now. And if you guys aren't watching each other's backs, we can't fucking do this. Wow. Oh, man. Fuck. Yeah, man. Fuck, and then hugged it out, dude. <clears throat> you know what I mean? I mean, like, gossip kills, right? Yes, yes. It mm-hmm. fucking is the worst goddamn thing that you could possibly put into a situation with, you know, nine guys. You have a little whisper, a little bird whispering, yeah. and then it just fucking destroys. You know what I mean? It destroys mm-hmm. the fucking confidence of the team, destroys your mental health because people are, you're thinking, now you're wasting all your time thinking, oh man, this person said this. Man, my feelings. Well, guess what? Yeah, your fucking feelings matter. But at the same time, you got to worry about what you got in front of you. You know, are we going out? Are we going to go play? We're literally going to play in traffic. And here you got, you're worrying about something else. Dude, snap out of that shit. Well, you're not better at your job because you're making somebody look worse. It's just two people that seem worse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the game. I actually talked about one season of my podcast. We were talking about mastery versus performance goals, and I was mm. talking about how we track metrics for self esteem. Um, and it's like, do you, you track it against like self improvement versus yesterday, or do you track it as a metric versus other people? Um, but it's interesting because the the tendency just from like a like an evolutionary perspective is to compare yourself to others because you know that mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're the dominant in the hierarchy, then you're you're more likely to survive. But flipping that, I think in the modern world, um, now that we don't have a lot of those contingencies, right. and and making it more about, but it, it has to be an act of choice, which then takes effort, and That's you also true. have to have heard about this to then consciously do it because you know mm. otherwise you're going to be an autopilot. Right, um, you're trying. But it really, I mean, it, it destroys a lot of people. They talk about. Um, if you want to build the highest building in a city, um, a lot of people will do it by destroying the other buildings and then trying to build like a like a semi-high building as opposed to trying to buy the high building. Hmm. Um, so maybe it's fundamentally a self-esteem problem. Like I'm not good enough to actually build a really high building, and maybe maybe it comes from that point too, which is a little bit of a deeper shot. But yeah, this <clears throat> just a, a tangent to flow off of what you're talking about, though. Yeah. Like well, you that. see that in manage- you, you see that in management too, and I've I've worked with those managers where, you know, they they're constantly causing problems. They're constantly tearing other people mm-hmm. down yep. so they because, because they 
can't build themselves up or won't build themselves up. And so they have to make you look incompetent. And they're somehow this magical hero that manages to pull the shit show together. Mm -hmm. But then you get a manager in there that knows it's like, oh, shit, all these people are insanely talented. I'm not dealing with a bunch of dickheads. All of a sudden, you've got this entire team building one skyscraper and, you know, this thing suddenly just roars to life. And, you know, it's it's a fundamental just a how people view them in their own self-worth. It's like, look, I know that I'm going to have people that work with me that are going to be far better at certain things than I ever will be. Mm. And I can either be butthurt about it and try and bring them down or I can be really excited, say, hey, how can I help you build this up so that way you can keep moving forward? And I look better as a result of that, too. Yeah, I got seen. Here's my shift in in my mental health. Let me tell you about this. So where I was working at before was real shit. Management was shit. It was just real shit. I was planning on quitting altogether. And then I got this promotion and I'm like, fuck it. We'll see what this is all about. And all of a sudden I walk into exactly what you're talking about, Jeffrey. It was nothing but management was like, oh, dude, yeah, you're strong in this. Those people are strong in that. Guess what? We're going to do this. And this is what we can accomplish together. And I'm like, wait, what did you say together? Because I've never heard that fucking word in my whole career. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so for them to like do that and build on everybody's strength and not only build on that strength, but promote that strength and promote the people around that team leader and have this efficient team on each individual program. Holy shit, dude. You know what that does for mental health? It does wonders. But there is a starting point to all this, right? When you try and what, what Corbin said, do you compare yourself to others or do you compare yourself to yourself? I always believe to be the person I want to be tomorrow, I have to start doing that today. Yep. And so what I relate it to is today I did a push-up and I promised myself I would never do less than the day before. And so tomorrow I have to do two push-ups and then the next day I have to do at least three. And eventually through consistency, I will improve myself, but I'm not going to do 10 push-ups one day and be buff right so you have to you have to appreciate the journey of experience Mm -hmm. you have to understand that life is levels and you can't get level five respect with level one experience yeah yeah. I agree. I I just think we've got a ma- I think we've got a major self esteem problem. Mm-hmm. Like I, I even with the the fighting that we always talk about, you know, that's the big like sociological thing. Like everybody's got their opinion. I think it stems from a self esteem problem on, on, on a lot of on a lot of fronts. Hundred percent. Um, but we have to. Ch- I think we're gonna have to change the way we think about self esteem to do that because yeah. you know we 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 make assertions about things or we understand things by comparing them. Mm-hmm. You know, so if we're if there's always a comparative element, by definition, we either have to be improving really well, you know, and be doing really well, and we a lot of times we don't believe we can do that, or we have to negate or or smack down the thing that we're being compared to or the other person right. we're being compared to. What are we being compared so like, to? Nothing that is identical to us. There is no right. test subject. Test B can't emulate me at all. So what am I comparing myself right. to? Jeffrey, I'm inferior. Adam, I'm inferior. Corbin, I'm inferior. Jason, I'm better than who I was yesterday. So that's my goal, is to be mm. better than the Jason. <clears throat> and that's planning it. That's I'm going to do something today that tomorrow I'm going to wake up and be like, I'm better. Because I did something yesterday, right. you know. I, I guess the question is though, how do we get people to actually play that game? You know what I'm saying? No, like, like that's yeah. like like that's a different game fundamentally. Well, yeah. it depends like, on like, where you're at. Yeah. 
the it depends on where you're at because like where for me let me tell you uh, i i got enrolled into a, a very fantastic wellness coach who was just absolutely just fantastic i mean the dude i'll mention his name is scott drapo mm-hmm. uh, yeah scott debbie debbie's the one who turned me on to this dude and this that's dude, let me awesome tell you, yeah this guy has got me just start it's not necessarily changing it's um changing how i am it's more of a um uh getting into habits yeah healthy mentally health strong mental health habits um you know like the first one is like you know hey wake up and a fuck today's gonna be a great day even if it's a shit day even if it's raining cat buttholes and water dude it's fucking gonna be a great fucking day and you know yeah, but I mean? then that works for five minutes and then you're back to where you were. But then the next day it works right. for 10 minutes and then you're back. But then one day yes, you're, like, you're going plan. a week because you're so positive. Nothing That's... starts like people quit smoking cold turkey. No, take a year and smoke less than you did the day before. That's how you mm-hmm. get rid of the habits that you started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a momentum game, but the thing I'm obsessed with is how do you get people to actually start the momentum? Yeah, that's, or like, that's or like believe thing. that it's a momentum game, or, you know? Because yeah. once you have the momentum, like, mm-hmm. sort of set, I think, but... like you said, I think people get embarrassed about being inferior, but experience comes from being the inferior one that's learning from the experienced one. So, there, life is a series of embarrassing moments that make you look bad until you're old enough and wise enough to not look that way. <laughs> you know I mean, I mean? Or give yeah. a shit. Yeah. You, think about what, you think about what Jason just said when he says, you know, if I compare myself to Jeffrey, I'm inferior. Let me tell you something. When I walked into my master's program and some of the kids that I was, literally mm-hmm. kids, they were people that were straight out of their, their undergraduate program, 24 mm-hmm. years old. I'm 30 some years old i'm looking at this and i'm going fuck i'm inferior to them and then it's like wait yeah. you know these are people that have these crazy tech backgrounds that have worked in these weird tech companies you know from the beginning like that's they've already been doing this and then i start looking around and i'm like okay well what do i have to compare to there were people in there that had only ever been teachers right and so like they didn't have the same tech background that even i had it's like okay so who am I trying to compare myself in? And mm-hmm. it's like, can, I can compare myself to the, to, you know, one of my friends who now is like a project manager, um, like a security manager at Microsoft and go, fuck, I'm inferior. But if I compare myself to the person who walked into the program, who worked in business management, IT management and law, and now where I'm at, fuck, I'm, I'm far better than I was when I walked out of that or walked into that program. And I'm far better than I was when I walked out of that program. But do you find mm-hmm. yourself looking around for inferior people then to compare to yourself to, do you just mm, see the flaws yeah. in everybody when they're just like all of them were the worst version of Jeffrey imaginable. You're the best version. So, well, I mean, who does Adam compare himself to Well, is here's he the, looking for it? Here's the thing is, is that you have to, it, it requires a specific mindset. It really mm-hmm. does. And it, and that specific mindset has to be that, you know, you have to be okay with failure. Yeah. And that's the difference is, is that the moment that you start to recognize that you're going to fail at something, mm-hmm. you have to accept and own that. And one of the things that, you know, for me always helped was Teddy Roosevelt. The best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing you can do is the wrong thing because you'll learn something. And the worst thing you can do is nothing. Ooh. And, a, and for me, it's like, God okay. Damn. And so but I'm I, like, yeah, okay, well, let's, you know, when it comes to making decisions about how I'm going to do things, it's like, 
I'm going to try and do the right thing. And if it doesn't work out, then I'm going to learn what the right thing is. And if I don't do anything, I'm not going to know. And that's how I started moving myself forward. So then to, to echo Corbin's question, how do we get that momentum rolling? How do we get people to see that? Yeah. They have to, they have to pay attention less to other people's successes and more to theirs. They have to pay attention more to other people's mistakes and, and more about theirs. We need to care more about ourselves than what other people are doing. When we judge other people, we're distracting ourselves from our own limitations. And that makes us feel superior for a short time. But in the end, we regret that mentality and then we feel guilt about it so you have to be the best you i used to be the guy at work that was like i'm better than you give me all the work i'll do it look at how lazy you are you have nothing to do and you're not doing anything i'm the best and i realized nobody liked me (laughs) (laughs) right right (laughs) they were happy on the days i was off so i came in and i was chill and i walked up to somebody and i was like do you need help You know, I would let them take the work. I would take what was left over. And then when I was done with my work, I would go and help other people and say, hey, I see you still have a lot of work. Can I take half of that from you? And they appreciated me more instead of just taking it and rubbing it in their face. You know, right. Attitude is everything. Yeah. So, Adam, I got to ask you a question. You talked about a minute ago. You're like, you get so old and then you just don't care. (laughs) Where do you think that? Where, where do you think people in that state, I don't, I don't know if any of you guys are in that mindset at all, but like, where do you get that alternative sense of self-worth? Like that That's what I'm interested in, long enough for people to sort of convert to the internal, like I'm getting better mode. Mm. Like where, how can we hold them off long enough to, if you understand what I'm saying, to not revert back to how can I compare myself? Yeah. It's probably, like, does anybody the, get a thought? <laughs> it's probably in the company you keep, man. I mean, honestly, it, it's, it, for, for example, for me, it's like when I, when I'm podcasting and I got, you know, guests or random people and this and that, I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, I kind of got to guide this, you know, and I'm not going to learn very much or I'm not going to get very much out of it. But when I come on to public access america i am learning something from jeffrey i learn something from jeffrey every time he texts me sends me a picture of his wiener sends me a new video uh fucking conversations on this uh uh jason the same too i mean both of these guys together are like the left and right brain so it's the company you keep where you're just suddenly you're like you know what i'm not I'm not sure I'm not as smart as these two, but I can hold my own in conversation, which means I'm learning and I'm growing. And then you have a much appreciate, much more appreciative value when you, you, know, you get together with certain people. You know what I mean? So you don't know foreign affairs, but you know, humanity that that's where we're all on the same level. Like somebody said, the Kai said that I don't want to be on your show. Cause I don't know foreign affairs. And I was like, did you listen to the episode? I don't know foreign affairs you know? <laughs> <laughs> for me. You know, and for me, it's one of those things like when I talk to Adam, I get perspective, you know, for me, it's like, you know, I get a perspective of an individual, a group of people who it's like, Adam's not the only one that has the thoughts that Adam has. Maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. Adam's the only one that has the thoughts about my wiener, but small thoughts. Hey, hey, they're medium, they're average thoughts. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, but it is an open (laughs) sore. You should have that look. (laughs) (laughs) Antibiotics, my friend. But but when it comes to perspective, you know, one of the things like, especially like being somebody who comes from a data program, like one of the things that we say is, is that you can design everything that you want. Mm -hmm. But when you turn that over, 
and you don't have anybody else's perspective in it and they go to work on it and it doesn't work, that's not a them problem. That's a you problem because you didn't get perspective from other people in order to um, learn how is this going to be used? How is this going to work? So you can have all these wonderful ideas, but until you start realizing that there's going to be about a million different perspectives on how this one thing is supposed to be used and you start to get that input from them, suddenly it's like, okay, you know, the people that I'm working with, the people that I'm talking to, it's not, you know, that it's, this is the problem. It's that I had my own preconceived notions of how something was supposed to work. I turned it over to somebody else and they were, they took this and they used it a different way. You see this happen commonly, especially in, in, in like the software industry, for example, most people probably don't remember that Instagram was actually a game. Wow. No, Long I don't remember that. Yeah. Instagram oh. was a gaming platform. Mm. Now mm. it's, now it's place where you can find pictures and videos, what people thought the system should be used for versus what it ended up being used for. And the thing is, is that you can either fight it, and Instagram would have never been a thing, or mm -hmm. you can embrace it and learn how to make it work in a way that's going to do things better. Now, I'm saying, I'm not saying Instagram's like this great thing, but there are ways that you can take what you're going to do, learn how somebody else is using that, and remove your own preconceived notions from it and adapt to whatever it is. So, like, for example, for me, like I said, taking Teddy Roosevelt's words. For me, that works. Now the question is, is, is there a way to adapt those same words for somebody else and have them, you know, get over the fear of being able to commit to doing something positively? That's, you know, it, there's a lot of different ways that you can say that. Henry Ford's version was do what you've always done, get what you've always got. Damn. And if what you've always gotten yeah. is trash and you keep doing the same thing, or uh, mad, or in the scientific realm, we say madness is doing the same thing multiple times and expecting different results. You know, there's this, <laughs> there's three different ways that I've said the same thing. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey everybody, my name is Jason from Public Access America. My name is Adam from Adam Has a Beard. My name is Corbin Elliott and I am with the Peace and Purpose Podcast. And you can find any of our podcasts anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Brilliant, gentlemen. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Thank you. Now we're going to dig it with a dab of double gooey dog roll. So cats wrap off your whiskers and stretch out your fangs. And get with us in a planetary clamor room. Yeah, you Kill them but all, for, let God sort like, them out. Like I said, man, perspective and, and and who you surround yourself with, man. I mean, they, either you are going to be very confident in who you are or you're not going to be confident. Hmm. You know what I mean? I think and, it comes down to expectations. I don't yeah. know why we go in expecting certain things from certain people and then they let us down because they didn't do what we wanted them to guess to do. You know, like that's yeah, that's sort of like whenever you set a hypothesis. Sorry to interrupt you. I have to jump no, in. Yeah, on this go one. for it. I like it's like when you set a hypothesis, like in a, in a lab or something, and uh -huh. you're expecting you want to prove the hypothesis right. as opposed to 
looking for a hit or miss outcome. Right. That's that's how I roll. Like I I make a I take a pre-selected state in the future, and then everything's testing. So like right. I look at it from a very that's me being very analytical, but like trying okay I set this condition this cause this cause into you know I put them together. Does this create the desired effect or not? Right. And if not, then wipe the table and then select new causes. Mm. Um, so I don't even call it success or failure because that sort of that has a like a built-in connotation. I right. call it hit and miss. You know, hit and miss, and you're looking to stack hits. What I used to do, I used to run a printing press, right? And you would start the paper, and if you didn't adjust one dial fast enough, the paper would break. And once you did get that lever going fast enough, then the paper was off to the right or to the left, and you had to adjust that. And then there was the line where you had to cut the paper, and you had to get that adjusted. And then there was the ink, three inks that you had to fill. And so what I learned is there isn't any one thing, there isn't any one adjustment you can make on your life, but it's a series of constant little adjustments because you changed this and you became nicer. Now this is happening and now you have to work in that theory. But then that when you fix that, it's going to adjust your nicer lever. And so it is, it's about learning, but paying attention and trying to, trying to grow without hurting people in the process you know yeah Mm -hmm. like documenting your past experiences or your past experiments i would even call them right your little causes to effects you know like writing it down in my little lab i used to be a pre-med writing it down in my little lab journal and going okay well this one didn't work this one worked you know etc there's obvious things that don't work right but there you go you did (laughs) something it was wrong it didn't work you learned what didn't work so now it's like Mm -hmm. okay now I get to dig in and find out what is it that works. And I think yeah. that's what and that's what people have to be interested in doing is they have to be interested in finding out what works and what doesn't for them. Mm-hmm. Because it's just it's it's not just about trying to get to the thing and do the thing. It's about learning what works best for you as an individual. And you start to see some really interesting patterns about yourself. And when you start telling other people, other people look at you and you go, Oh yeah, I knew that about you. Like for example, uh-huh. I'm a piece of shit if I don't keep myself on a schedule. Right. But when I'm on a schedule, I'm a finely tuned machine. Like it's Me like, okay, too. I get this done. I get this done. I get this done. I get this done. And I keep that routine. And when I keep that routine, I get things done. But the moment I decide to not do my routine, it's like you know, <laughs> the printing press example. Everything just falls the fuck apart. That's right. That's, That's right. So, Me too, bro. <laughs> so you have, you know, you have to have this you have to have this interest in finding out how it is you work and realize that you're going to try something. You're going to be like, well, fuck that didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is like putting it on the schedule and then never getting to it. That hurts my brain. Like my roommate will be like, Hey, I'm going to do this today. And then the next day he's like, I'm going to do this today. I'm like, you did that yesterday. And he's like, Oh, I never got around to it. And I was like, then tell me what you did, not what you're going to do. Because I plan this stuff. If you say you're going to be somewhere, I'm going to avoid that area. Right. But if you tell me that three days in a row, I'm avoiding it for three days. And I don't like that. You know? So what I used to do is I used to fill my list with things I had already done. Like if the boss ever came up and he was like, where's your list? It wasn't a list of hopes. It was a list of accomplishments. And I felt Mm -hmm. good about that. Like sweeping the floor. Yep. He did it, you know, (laughs) but it's an accomplishment making the bed. Mm -hmm. Uh, William McRaven says, make your bed every day because it's the first thing you'll accomplish and the last thing that you'll appreciate. And so those little things are valuable and they, they, yeah, they keep, they keep our, um, 
they keep us from falling into that spiral of depression that we're not good enough, you know, because we're constantly accomplishing little things and learning from that, you know? Right. Yeah, I tell people that on days when you're having trouble, you're like, I'm not making any progress. I'm not doing whatever. Mm. I I track it to the metaphor of looking in, you know, like either looking at your GPS and seeing the mileage that you've gone. Right. Looking back and saying, look at all this stuff, man. I can't push the boulder, but I can grab five rocks. You know, it's a consistent. You can't do it all at once, but you can do it little at a time, and eventually you persevere, right? Like, yep consistency perseveres over spontaneity almost every time the thing that i'm obsessed with is how do we get people to actually adopt the mindset like like i like mm-hmm. how how does that work <laughs> like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna read articles for the rest of my life trying yeah. to figure that out like i mean because that's my game plan you know yeah. like i'm like what, what do you guys think in regards to that like how do we how do we get that mindset to sink in for people and you you would have to, you would have to get people that you would have to surround yourself with inferior people so that you would feel <laughs> superior <laughs> enough to where you wouldn't the, where you only worry answer. about it. <laughs> like you wouldn't worry about it if everybody was inferior. You would feel superior, Perfect. and then you would go off on a tangent like Donald Trump and try and destroy the world because nobody told you you were being Perfect. irrational, right? <laughs> you know, and I Perfect. mean, you know, and and I'm sure that you know Adam's got his own experiences, but for me, it's you know. Mm-hmm. For me, it's always been just that little hand, and it's like, hey, how can I, how can I get you over this hump today? And how can yeah. I get you over this hump today? And how can I get you over this hump today? And you know, it, like for example, I started out with a couple of people who, you know, never really ran an office before, mm-hmm. and when I left, you know, they were constantly calling me. They're like, how do I do this? How do I do that? What do I do for this? What do I do for that? And it's like. You know, I could either be annoyed that I'm going to manage it or I can teach somebody. It's like, no, it's like, this is a really small thing. Let's do this. This is a really big thing. Glad you called me. It's like, and you, you, you don't necessarily handhold, but it's like, this is how I would handle this, you know, check and make sure that this is how, you know, somebody wants it handled and then just get it done. And, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. Sometimes you're going to have to make some uncomfortable calls and that's okay because guess what? You know, in in some of these places, it's like doing nothing is not an option. It's not a good option. And so, like, being that helping hand for somebody, it's like, you know, this is how we get over this today. And eventually people start going, okay, I don't need to call them. I don't need to call them for this. It's like, I can handle this. I don't need to call them for this. I can handle this. And then, you know, and and you'll get this taper off and taper off. And, oh, oh, something's happening. You might get a little spike. And then... You know, and really, it's it's kind of like watching a ball bounce. It's like people, you know, the the more help that they need starts to dissipate, and they start to figure it out. But on the converse side of that, you start to see this this rise in independence and figuring this stuff out themselves. And it's interpersonally, you know, there's that one piece that's like having that mentor, having someone foster that. That's what helps get people going. And you know, for some people, they have more motivation to do that themselves. Each person has to learn what their motivator is, and each person who's going to motivate has to learn what that is as well. uh, The complexity of human interaction is fantastic. Some people just need, you know, hey, can I, how, how would I do this? Or, hey, can I do this? Some people are like, hey, I need a detailed walkthrough on how you do this. And everybody's motivation is very different. And by encouraging that growth, encouraging that independence, and being the helping hand, 
people will end up starting to do things on their own because they get comfortable with doing those things. What would you say is a good way to figure out what somebody's motivation is? Like, like what, what's the, how do, how do you target that? You know what I'm saying? Mm. So wait, for what purpose? Personal growth, probably. Okay. Like individual, like I Mm want to know what learning about mine or learning about Corbin's. So, so I would say, you know, when it comes, what it comes down to is it's like, you know, kind of like the, kind of like your tasks discussion, like where you would take over tasks or where you would, mm-hmm. you know, where you asked to take over tasks. Yeah. Why was I doing that? <clears throat> when it comes to personal motivation, it's like, Hey, you know, what gets you going? Like what, you know, are you, are you kind of a person that's like, I have to give myself a little reward for doing mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z, or am I the person who is hungry for knowledge? And so I start to, it's like, Oh, how do I learn about myself? Re- knowledge you is a reward. You know, even, you know, from a scientific perspective, it's very much trial and error to begin with until you start learning, so. until yeah. you start learning how people interact with each other and yeah. interact with themselves. Like I've got, I've had people that are very much, it's like, you know, they are point and click people. It's like, Hey, this is what you need to do. And they mm-hmm. will go out and they will, they will learn that thing. You kind of have to learn like that personality type. Are they an independent person? Are they a person who, you know, needs that positive feedback? Are they a person that needs the, Hey, you're fucking up, quit it. Are they the person that needs a little handholding for a little while? Oh, and then it's like the, the training wheels. It is. So you pretty much the way that I always approached it was you just ask, you just ask them questions individually and you get to know yeah. the person, you know, and, and for some people it's really hard to do. It's like, okay, I can, I can get to know five people really well. Some people it's like, okay, I can get to know a hundred people really well. And for each person that's going to do that, you start to figure that person out and you start to give them feedback. Hey, what I have noticed is when I give you something and say, Hey, can you handle this? You do really well with this. But when I, but when I say, Hey, this has to be done by the end of the day. And I need this on my desk right away. You don't do so well. So it's one part I'm learning about myself. It's like, Hey, if I, if I know how to address a certain person, I can get them to be more productive. Now, take that in tune with how do you help a person grow? Hey, you seem to be interested in this. You know, what, what do you need in order to grow that interest? And some people say, Hey, look, can you teach me how to do X or Hey, where do I find information on X? And you have to learn, you learn through that. It's like, Oh, they're a very independent person. They want stuff that they can read. They want stuff that they can listen to. They want stuff that they can see. Like all of these little complexities, some people are very visual. Like for me, once I see something, I'm good. I got it. Listening to somebody explain something to me, not so good. I think my issue is the fact that you're saying you're learning about people that are ever changing. And but I like <clears throat> your 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 parameter statements of you're good at this and not good at this. Here's your here's the best you are, here's the worst you are. Now let's work in the middle range of who you're going to consistently be because who you know me as today isn't who I'll be tomorrow. Who I knew Adam 10 years ago to be is not 
the atom I know now. But but there so, are some fundamental things that don't change. Yeah, they're, they're, if that's you're what an I'm independent, yeah. if you're an independent person, within a range, there is fundamentals. But right. you can't you can't give me consistency for everything based on a superficial thing that you. Well, saw you can't, one day. and you can't expect consistency out of out of the complexities of human interaction. Right, right. But there's it's, basics, more. There are some basics and it's, you know, learning that everything is a scale. Everything mm-hmm. is is this moving scale. Some people are more independent, some people are less independent. Some people are motivated by rewards, some people are motivated by the completion of certain things. Right. Some people are motivated by knowledge, some people just want you to tell them what to do. But some and people as you start to it. as it's like a stereo equalizer. As you start to get that dial right person they start to they start to figure out what it is that makes them tick and then they start to get interested in that too but then they grow and more experiences change who they are and And at some point they take that over themselves right Mm -hmm. right but you can't ever you can't say you like somebody because you know them because that you what you want is for them to evolve over time like you wouldn't want debbie to be statically who you were when you met them you would want to grow with them and grow together or apart based on all of those other things you know Mm -hmm. and i think what happens is people say this is who i am this is who i'm defining myself as and that version isn't good enough and now i'm depressed about who i am when you could just simply be somebody else tomorrow or you could make a decision that makes you somebody else you know you're depressed about one aspect of your life focus on another one where you're good at it or like instead of if you can't accomplish a major goal try accomplishing a smaller thing like if you're depressed accomplish laying in bed for 24 hours a try and go a whole day in just socks like you know make your goals attainable so that you feel better about where you're headed instead of underachieving at being somebody who you're not because you're constantly changing you're you're not a you're not a baked cake yet and if you look at a cake halfway through it looks disgusting but you know at the end it's going to be beautiful so you wait you know it's like here here's a great exercise for for you guys let's let's talk about let's talk about debt because debt's a really fun one to talk about are you the kind of person you know you have a bunch of bills do you like to let's say that you've got a bunch of long-term debts. Are you the kind of person who likes to pay the small ones off first? So that way you can then take whatever you had and dump it into the next one. Or are you the person who likes to do the big debt first? So that way it doesn't take as long than to do the next biggest one. It's like, do you lift the heavy thing first? Because then you know that, because then you know that everything after that isn't as heavy and it's going to be easier. Or are you the kind of person's like, Hey, let's move this out of the way. We'll go with the lightest first. We'll get this moved. We'll get this moved. And then you get over to the heavy one because you got all this other stuff out of the way. Now it's a bit easier to get this. So, you know, think about something like that. Like it's the same thing though. You're doing, you're accomplishing the same thing. Right. But the way in which you approach it has changed in it. And each individual is going to have their own motivating factor as to why they choose what they choose. Right. But some people can't do nothing until they do the big thing. They don't feel comfortable in the doing nothing. They have to do, they have to find little accomplishments. Like over the course of the year, I'm very accomplished, but today, not so much, you know? (laughs) So I focus on the bigger picture to make myself feel better, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think running back to the, I think dynamic self-awareness is something we need to incentivize. Mm-hmm. Like, right. So like the, talking about the, you know, with people you're trying to manage or whatever, um, if you can get people to do that and track that metric, that's going to be great for them in their personal lives too. Mm-hmm. But figuring out ways to, to show them the, the, uh, 
the candy at the end of that journey is important. Because, right. I mean, once – me personally, like, I'm a big journaling guy, big meditation guy, like, learning about myself because long-term, like, that's my play. Like, if I know what I want and then I pursue what I want regardless of the consequences that I see or whatever, the things that I want, I will go after. Mm -hmm. Like, if you can incentivize that, that's – I think that's a great management play just to, just to close that loop a little yeah. bit on you guys. Just because <laughs> you're the best at something doesn't mean you're – meant for that position i could be the best jason but not be the best business executive that doesn't hurt my feelings like that i didn't get the big executive job that's not me i'm not good for that but i'm great for this so i mean you could try and you know compete against things that you're not and you're gonna always lose i'm not the best statistician but i know one me too don't try and be something you're not maybe try and be something that you are and you'll be the best you are that you can be or you can constantly be the third or fourth rated version of what you're trying to be the other thing too is is that we have to we have to learn how to help people accept failure that's the other yes. thing too. like we you know you think about it we've all been taught that you know when you fail you lose and when you lose you're bad it's like what oh, actually uh, let's 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 understand what exactly is failure in the eyes of any particular given moment you know what is actually losing it's not like a football game where you didn't score enough points you didn't win enough games you know when it comes to personal growth failure could be it's like well i tried something it didn't work what do i do next and learning how that works for each individual person how do you overcome that that fear of failing you know some people some people have adopted the idea of failing forward for example it's like you know i failed at this well i know that that doesn't work i'm going to move the needle forward now because i know that i'm not going to try this ever again and for some people it's that you know how do you get past that fear of if i fail i'm stuck yeah yeah, I mean, that's the the thing that I like to play is actually a linguistic game with that. Like, I call it hits and misses. Mm -hmm. Like, like my, like my goal is to never, like, say failure because the connotation with failure is so strong. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, when I say failure, it's like, oh, that means I suck. Like, <laughs> like that, you know? But, like, if I say, oh, it was a miss, you know, it's like, oh, that was a miss. Now I can continue to move forward without taking the self-esteem hit that's going to make me, you know, just chill on my bed as opposed to, like, getting out and, like, trying to run a mile or something. Like mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, because linguistics is a big play. Like, different languages, like, a lot of culture is shaped by the fact that some people don't have words with specific connotations in that language. Right. Um, so, like, I, I make up my... Uh, I do a lot of making using new words for old concepts i guess so like the failure concept i now call that a miss um even for myself but also for my listeners so i, I like i like that play at least mm -hmm. i always wonder what the bible would read like if we used words from today you know what what's I mean? a bible <laughs> what, what's a what's a bible it's a reference book for um instances of moral values ah uh. Yes. If you wonder whether you should um, see a hooker, see the Bible. Public Access America. It's always funny because, like, especially because as you know, libertarians, we get a ton of shit, even amongst other libertarians. I think political philosophy is a lot like religion, and where there's moments you have to go on faith and trust what somebody else is saying. The main, the main focus is it's like less dependence on the government because, well, 
we've seen how that's gone. And you don't have to do that if you think about it in a human way. You know, more dependence on connections with each other. But you can always bring it back to what would one human do for another? What would a hundred do for a hundred? People looking out for people. Find Public Access America anywhere you find your favorite podcast every Sunday and Thursday. And join the chat on YouTube at Public Access America every Sunday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Communities looking out for community. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. In the making. In the making. Oh, it's a word. I'm going to go goodbye. Do they come in uh, Spanish? Because I'll probably get one then. Yeah, I think it does. I ah, think damn it. I think it's I right next it. to the Mary on the half shell. You guys can't walk past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't do Bibles. I've read that book. It was real confusing anyway. I didn't understand it. Yeah. yeah. I never read it. I got the gist. I'm a human. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, though, with your hit and miss. I think hit and miss is a great way to look at it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it, for me, failure is always an option to learn something new. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. you know, like Jeffrey was saying, it's like, it's all how you spin it. It's all how you make it relatable to yourself, to your, because the, your own worst critic is yourself. We know this as musicians. Oh, we know yeah. this as artists. We know this as podcasters. We know this as humans. You know, uh, when you fail, you either can learn something and get back on that donkey or horse or whatever you ride, Jeffrey, uh, and learn something and and propel yourself forward or or miss. If you've missed something, ah, man, I missed that lesson. You know what? You, you keep going. Get back up on that uh, that horse, and then uh, you'll learn something new. And then, you know, like, okay, well, I'm going to do this this next time because now I've learned, you know, I've learned that lesson. I've mi- that how, miss- many pe- how many people have you seen grab a guitar, strum it, and go, nope, not for me? You know, in my lifetime or the past yeah. month, or like try and jog and go, nope, not for me, and give up after the first day. It's oh, like you need me. to fail to know that you want to do it because if you don't fail, succession doesn't mean anything, right? Oh, yeah, that was definitely me. I was trying to jog. I'm like, oh, yeah, these knees say no, the jelly roll says right. no. But if I, if, if I took my gun out and got a shot 10 times and got a bullseye 10 times, that's boring right yeah. like we want failure so success feels good yeah i think i think that's, that's a good way to look at it mm. my, my question then is can you ever get past the the 50 50 split of success failure like like is there a way that you can weight it more towards the the oh yeah positive moment yeah, as opposed do to the negative you know you moment yeah, it's perspective. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, like by me, like able to maintain the contrast. Mm. Do you understand that, what I'm saying? That's a matter of perspective, honestly, because I mean, to, to look at that fifty fifty is like you know a, a success or not. You know, it's all your your how you're going to. Uh, it's all how you're. Uh, fuck, what am I trying to say here? It's like <laughs> <laughs> for for me, it, the fifty fifty. If I I know that I'm going, it's either going to be a loss or win. I'm going to like. That's an opportunity for me to learn a lesson or for me to get a success. So either way, it's a win. You know what I mean? So I have to like spin it. that for myself. You know, I mean, for me, I'm I'm very happy that I'm alive. I'm very happy that those three drunk drivers didn't kill me. So anything after that is a success. Any failures that I have, any trips or stumbles, oh fuck, I forgot to do this. You know yeah. what? Lesson learned, you know, but it's still a win because I learned something. Yeah. So it's as all a matter of perspective. As a math person, if somebody told me I had 50-50 odds, like in, in terms of personal growth, 
this is pretty damn good odds when you think mm-hmm. about it, like from, from a statistical perspective on just about anything that well, I do or work in. You know, most of the time I'm dealing with odds that are, you know, anywhere from, you know, let's say 80% success rate down to like maybe 10%. So like 10, you know, figuring out what that, what your acceptable rate is, uh, like, especially like if you're a logical person like me, like, even if you told me that I had a one in four chance of, of moving forward a big step versus moving forward a little step. So what you're telling me is I'm moving forward either way. Yeah. But there's a chance that I could move forward a really big step. I like those odds regardless. The question is, 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 you know, when you, how do you tell people that there's not, there are not a lot of ways that you're going to fall backwards and go in reverse. And I think once people start to realize it's like, putting yourself against a wall. Your options are you fall forward or you jump forward. If you fall forward and you get up, you're still further forward than you were when you started. Right. You can't Whereas slow if growth. you jumped forward, it's like, cool, I made a huge step. It's like right. you're still moving. Yep. So, But I think mentally, not putting all your eggs in one basket, one accomplishment, and having a variety of accomplishments limits the the devastation when when you don't accomplish that. If I have 10 things going on and I accomplish four of them, yeah, it's a better ratio, isn't it? And I feel better about those four and I ignore the six and I work on the four. But if I do one thing and I fail, then I have to go back to the starting board with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm digging that. That is a great conversation. Thanks for listening to Public Access America. We went way over time, but I, there was no way I was going to stop that conversation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> couldn't stop that train, man. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. I want to continue it. I just want to do it on another episode because I know Jeffrey has a schedule and uh, a beautiful person standing behind them waiting for hugs. It's me. I'm a beautiful person standing behind <laughs> Oh, I mean, what? So let me ask you, let me ask Jeffrey first, what do you, what do you want for people from the holidays? If they could give themselves one gift for the next year, what would you want for us as a nation and a planet going forward to make us better next year? Did that um, make sense? That didn't feel like it made any yeah, sense. It, it no, made I, perfect I, sense. It made perfect right. sense to me. Um, stop complaining about what somebody else isn't doing. God and, damn, bro. And, uh, <laughs> boom. And, 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 and if you see something that you're willing to complain about, find a way to make it happen to yourself. Like, you know, for example, you know, there's been a few things that we've been working towards donating on because we've recognized that there's a need that's not getting filled and we've voted, we've asked, we've begged, we've pleaded. And so finally, the only thing that's left is, you know what? it's time for us to just take it on and, and, and do a little something ourselves to see if we can't make that change happen. And so for me, it's, you know, um, get more involved in your community. If you see something that you don't like, figure out a way to be positive and constructive about solving the problem. Adam. I want two things. Hi, Adam. Two, just two things. I just want two, just two things for people. I want people to take 10 minutes 10 fucking minutes out of your life and meditate for 10 fucking minutes, 10 minutes. That's all I'm asking for, cool. for, for the world. You know what I mean? Starting the other thing starting right the fuck now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or not right now, but uh, after we get off the show. Uh, and the other thing I want to, 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 to give people is awareness because there are 
there are hundreds of not thousands, if not millions of, of women, children, indigenous people, uh, people of all different colors uh, being oppressed, being defeated. Uh, I, I want everybody to just be aware of everybody else and take care of everybody. Man, my show, my show catch line is everybody love everybody. And that means everybody love everybody. Not just because somebody's Mexican's got a beard, not because he's a he's a handsome Montana guy with a nice beard and fucking hair. Not because not he's like a me. I hate him. Fantastic. Like me. Not a fantastic North Carolina guy with that GQ <laughs> haircut. Not like that Florida guy getting that tan. <laughs> I'm talking everybody love everybody. You know what? Again, I come onto this parent company for 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 Adam has a beard. I come on a public access America because I know when I come onto the show, I'm liked because of I'm part of the. Well, maybe not the redheaded stepchild of the of the uh, of the network, but uh, because everybody loves everybody, you know what I mean. And so, awareness, take care of each other. Ten minutes of meditation, get some. Corbin, what's your wishes for everybody next year? Yeah, man. Uh, so here's what I'd recommend doing. This is an exercise called joy journaling. It's a Ooh. real fun one. Um, so what the like, fuck. I'm gonna write this down. This is fucking <laughs> brutal already. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 brutal. I, I I'm I'm that guy. I'm uh pretty profound in that way. Um. So anyway, I would what I suggest is at the end of you can do it for however long you want. I did it for a month, and each day at the end of the day, I write down the things that I liked and enjoyed the most out of the day, and I'll write those down. And I I did this for thirty days. Um. This is the big way that I sort of overcame a lot of things in my life. And then at the end of the 30 days or, you know, every so often, you read back through and you look for patterns. Um, and then when there's patterns of things that you make you feel happy and, and bring you joy, um, you extract those and then spend as much time doing those things or in those moments as possible in the future. Um, that's a really great self-awareness exercise. Good gift to give yourself the, this Christmas. Like so. Then you'll know what to fall back on when you want joy in your life. God damn, that's a heavy Real. assignment, dude. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna give her a rip. See what happens. I'll get back a good to you in thirty days. I that's like a, that's awesome. a really good one. That is badass, dude. Hey, good on you, Corbin. I love oh, it. Thanks, man. I appreciate. It. I mean, like, like dead serious. This helped. Like the roughest time of my life. This is like what brought me out, or one of the things. So January, I, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, Januarys are always super rough for me, and mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna give this one a rip because. Joy journaling. All right, all right. All Joy right. journaling, man. Yeah, man. I Give it a you. shot. I see you. Thirty days. Come on, to my show. Let's talk about it. Big oh, noggin. Man. I freaking love it, dude. I, I just want to say that I want people to understand during Christmas that you have a whole year to be the gift that people want. You don't have to buy people things. The spirit of Christmas is a to me about. I said this on the first hour. The people I lost. The people I want to remember. The holidays that I loved and i've lost a lot of good people and there's no gift you can give me that's going to bring them back so the best gift you can give me is be a good person during the year and then help me help me remember the people that i'm remembering that's the best thing because that brings them to life again you know so i don't i don't need i don't need new whatever you're going to get me just be a part of my life you know i'm in can i can i be a part of your life of course you're my brothers all three of you are my brothers and this year i told jeffrey in the first hour he is 
he's been here every week. He is my gift. You're my gift. Corbin, you're my gift. You know, I'm so happy to have all, all three of you in my life. I wouldn't, I wouldn't exchange that for something wrapped in shiny paper. You know, I never would. Speaking of shiny paper, Jeffrey, uh, be, be ready because I got something for you. We're going to get drunk, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. You're, you just guess what it is. Guess what? I got you, but we're going to get really fucked up. Just guess, just guess. Is it, a no, zucchini, is it a zucchini wrapped in tinfoil tucked in your pants? No, it's a lot smaller than English cucumber. But that's Riverside Brewery old-fashioned beer? Gets, whoa, bro. What? Riverside it's Brewery, on. shout out. Shout out. But you know what? It's more, more potent. <laughs> more potent than that. Me and Jeffrey are going to be combing each other's beards by the end of the night. That's how drunk we're going to get. Guess oh. what it is, though. No, don't guess what it is. Don't ruin the surprise. I'm not going to ruin it for you. We'll find but out. We're going to be falling down drunk. Wait, what? <laughs> hey, I love you guys, man. I'm fucking out of here. I got to go comb my beard and, and peep into Jeffrey's window real quick to see what he's doing and fucking do some weird shit in the neighborhood. I don't know. Uh, I love you guys. Bye. Sorry. Bye. I was ending the live stream. Yeah, hell yeah. Later, boys. I love it. Love you. Bye. See you guys. Later. <laughs> to those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek security we support you yes we can and to all those who have wondered if america's beacon still burns as bright tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth but from the enduring power of our ideals democracy liberty opportunity and a yielding hope let me tell you something you already know the world ain't all sunshine and rainbow Nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not yes, we can. what your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. My poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. To public, to public access, access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. On Twitter. Twitter. Apple Podcasts. Podcast. Stitcher, Stitcher Radio, Smart Radio, Radio, Radio Public. And Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access public America. Access history, America. In history in the making. Making history making in the history making. In the Say goodbye. 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.